Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox-Starks. Hey guys, I hope that you are feeling healthy and well today. It's uh, gotten a little strange the past 24 to 48 hours. People have been, in some cases, feeling... uh, agitated people that are not quite awake (laughs) I don't know I I don't know that maybe all of our chakras are cleared out and now people just feel free somehow to speak up (laughs) speak out (laughs) Uh, one of my listeners told me today on Twitter that her good friend decided out of nowhere to randomly just say, I don't want to be your friend anymore, broke up the relationship and shocked her. And I told her that I think she's right. When she asked me, Michelle asked me, is this part of the cleansing process? And I'm like, yeah, I think, I think it is. You know, people do sort themselves out for sure. But I feel that... People just, it seems like they're more free to speak their mind somehow. (laughs) And sometimes, in some cases, we don't like what it is that they're saying, or they don't like what it is that we're saying. There have been a lot of aggro, aggressive, beyond assertive uh, actions taking place the past few days. Not just the shooting in Virginia Beach, but people breaking off friendships. I saw this uh, accident out here a few days ago. <laughs> Their cars weren't even damaged, and they stood there for an hour, stopping traffic and making a spectacle out of themselves, and then waited for the police to come and made a spectacle out of that situation. And then after like an hour, hour and a half, they just drove away and they were fine and everything was fine. They, they could have done that like in five seconds. Oh, oh, it doesn't look, oh my God, you okay? I'm all right. Hey, not much damage done. You know what? No harm, no foul. We're both okay. We're alive. You know, via con Dios, hermano, you know, they could have just been like that. Go with God, brother. But no, they had to argue for an hour and a half. And I noticed that this took place like within 48 hours of our throat chakras being cleansed collectively from the energies of the universe. So they just felt free to just speak their minds and scream at each other. I mean, Ecuadorian people, at least in this culture of this city and what I've noticed in general, it's rare for someone to start a fight and keep it going or even to raise their voice. So when it happens, it's shocking. 
I did notice when I lived in Lima that it was all the time, happened all the time. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just, it, it's just really rare. I've gotten into arguments with taxi drivers that have been really hot-headed and mean. You know, and my neighbors occasionally get at it with fighting. They haven't fought. I think you guys have been sending love and light to them when I asked you to because I haven't really heard much out of them, not for maybe a month. You know, I hear their kids crying, but that's normal. So thank you guys for that. I think that it's helped. I've, I've sent them a lot of energy too. But um, a lot of crazy uh, hot-headed or emotional outbursts out of nowhere could be the moon in Gemini. Moon is in Gemini right now. And that's, uh, you know, Gemini's can go either way. You know, the energy of Gemini, it's the twins. And I think it's Castor and Pollux, if I'm not mistaken. But they can, you know, uh, Gemini people can be very moody. They can have mood swings because it's like a push me, pull you sort of energy about them. But it makes them more dynamic as people. And very intelligent. I love Geminis. They're very intelligent. But um, the Gemini moon energy could be like kind of, I could take you or leave you energy. (laughs) You know, whereas Libra is like a balanced energy. And Virgo is a very nurturing, loving energy. Cancer is very nurturing and taking care of you like a mama energy. You know, there's a lot of different qualities to all the zodiac signs but when the moon's in Gemini your emotions can change on a dime that might be what's going on I don't know I mean I feel like if someone's going to start a fight with you or pick a fight with you and then they're just going to break it off use it as an excuse to just break it off that maybe it was headed that way anyway and they suddenly felt the courage to do so or maybe it was just a fluke. (laughs) Maybe it was indigestion. They had gas or something. I don't know. Sometimes it's just like a thing. And then they call back a week or a month later and go, Oh, I'm so sorry. It could be something like that. You know, only time will tell. And all we can do is when people break off a friendship or relationship with us out of nowhere, (laughs) for like literally nothing or over like something really, really stupid. You know, I told you guys, I had a friend who broke off a relationship with me, a friendship, you know, 20 years or something. We knew each other. And now I've known her for over 30 years. (laughs) It was actually, no, it was actually 10 years. We had been friends and she broke up the relationship with me because I owed her $20. (laughs) Like, and she made a lot of money. So like, what was it? I mean, was that $20 going to make it or break it for your light bill? No, but it turned out there were other things in her life going on. And that was just an excuse. It wasn't really the real reason. (laughs) And my last relationship broke up when he thought I was flirting with a 16 year old. And I'm like, no, the 16 year old was drunk and he fell against me. And I was trying to hold him up. But my boyfriend was so far away, he couldn't quite see exactly what was going on. He didn't see that behind him and me was his sister also trying to hold him up. (laughs) And so he just, you know, just said I was trying to make a date with this kid. And I'm like, no, it's actually not even close. 
And it turned out later, he told me, well, I just wasn't ready for a relationship. I feel like I have to focus on my career. And now he's back in university. So he really just didn't want a relationship. That was all. He just wasn't ready. You know, he could have been mature and told me, but he didn't even know himself what the reason was. So people don't always know themselves and they don't always know why they do what they do. I mean, if you ask them, why'd you do that? They'll go, I don't know. They'll shrug and I don't know. A lot of times people just don't know their own motivations. A lot of people don't have self-awareness or self-insight. They're not woke yet. They don't understand. They don't understand how to have emotional intelligence. They don't even know what that is. A lot of times, um, my son and my youngest and I were talking about having, um, he wants to have a podcast to help wake people up and it would be in English and in Spanish and talking about sexism because it's such a huge thing in Ecuador. It's every, all over the world, but in Ecuador, um, he sees a lot of people need education <laughs> in basic emotional intelligence and in learning about, uh, sex, sexist, not sex, sexist behavior, you know, um, I get that all the time. I, I, I tell them, boy, I have so many stories, you know, all the people that go, how come you're not married? You're beautiful. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, I will, I'll marry you right now. You're beautiful. Well, I'm not a doll. You can pick out of, out of a store. I'm not sitting on a shelf waiting for you specifically to come pick me up off a shelf and buy me, you know, <laughs> it's like so insane. It's like, what does my looks have to do with my lifestyle choice? <laughs> What is it? It has nothing to do with that. It's so maddening and frustrating. Well, I don't know why you're single. Your face is pretty. You still look good. It's like, what? I'm single because I don't want another karmic relationship. I'm waiting for my one true love, my twin flame. And when he comes into my life and it could be next week and I'll be, yes, let's go. Let's change the world together. (laughs) let's fall madly passionately amazingly in love and then change the world let's do it you know but I don't want a relationship just to have a relationship you know I mean it's not like I decided to live a lonely life I decided to live a solitary life for right now it's temporary but um there's a lot of sexism here so people are strange people are really strange um I don't know today this guy was gorgeous it was blue and orange and I put videos on my Facebook messenger for those of you who follow me there you could go to my story and look at that I'm going to try to put it up um, in the next day or two on my Twitter feed as well as my um, Instagram account both are at mermaidgirl888 I haven't switched them both I haven't started the metaphysical soul speak one yet which I will I'll get to it I have so many books to read. I have so many things to get to. Um, this past two months being sick has really thrown me off my off my game. But I'm getting to it. I'm getting to all of it. So uh, a couple nights ago, I had a Arturian man in my room observing me while I slept. I woke up like freaked out because I know someone's in my room course I looked right at him but he I couldn't see him with my eyes when I shut my eyes I could see with my third eye him standing there and he seemed to be giving me unconditional positive regard or love you know almost like 
Rogerian therapy that I didn't pay him for. <laughs> he was just standing there and I think he was giving me love, like energy, high vibrational energy. But nothing happened. I wasn't abducted. I didn't, you know, nothing happened. It was just this strange force, this being in my room. I don't know. I wonder if, he, if he's not someone I knew in a past life. Maybe I lived in there realm in another life or something. It was really crazy. And I think it was the same night that when I got done recording my show, I was sitting here and all of a sudden I hopped timelines again. And as I hopped timelines, I went backwards this time. That's never happened. Now I've explained this to you guys a few times, how the first time I was consciously aware of shifting timelines was when I moved to the right. I shifted to the right, like an inch. (laughs) It was the feeling I had. And then, um, I've shifted to the left and I've shifted forward. And when I shifted forward, I think I went to the Pleiades and I hung out with a couple Pleiadians for like two or three days. And then I came back to where this time where I was and it was just, it had been like an hour or something. That was it. It was very weird. <laughs> but the other night, I don't even know what happened. I, I shifted backwards this time. That has never happened before. Where I just felt like this energetic pull behind me like a magnet and it started to pull bits and pieces of my body as if I was liquid and it was I, like a magnetic liquid and the magnet behind me was as big as I am and it was pulling me back and it was like I don't know how to explain it other than that just it's almost as if I am magnetic liquid and that's a magnet and it's an electromagnetic and someone switched it on and it's just this sort of feeling and almost a vibration like that and it just and I shifted backwards I went somewhere or did something or hopped a timeline I I don't even know what happened but it was it was the exact same feeling I had when I have normally consciously shifted timelines I'm consciously aware that it's happening I haven't controlled it I don't know how to control it (laughs) Maybe if I did, I would hop to the timeline in which I'm wealthy. Maybe there's one that exists somewhere. Maybe I'll hop into the timeline in which I'm wealthy. (laughs) I want to be a philanthropist when I grow up. (laughs) I was just telling my son today, I found um, a video from like a year ago that they discovered a way to print a 3D house or 3D print a house. It takes 24 hours to use 3D printers to make a house, and it only costs $4,000 to build a whole house. And I'm like, wow, if I was like a billionaire, everybody in, in Puerto Rico would have already had a house. I would, have, I would have taken that technology there, and I would have been like, guess what, guys? I'm going to build everybody a house for free. Like I'll pay for it. I mean, that's, that's like how, like my heart is big, but my wallet is not. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I mean, people are racing to, to fix Notre Dame church cathedral. Like why can't they fix the plastic in the damn ocean? There's like five islands created from plastic now. 
You know, so someone did say on Twitter today that, that we need to send love and light to the Bilderbergers. They are meeting today or well, you know, in the past couple of days also today. And I, I agree. So let's just send them a bunch of light, help them wake up. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine if they all got a conscience out of nowhere? They actually decided to give a crap about other humans, the poorest of us. That would be amazing, right? So I said, what if we all beamed light at them for, for the whole time they're together? And as a collective whole, we just sent them as much love and light as possible. They're going to have to change or die. <laughs> Resisting one of the, you know, resistance is futile. If that happened, that'd be so incredible, wouldn't it? If we could just um, change their consciousness you know, get everybody on earth a uh, basic income. There's not enough money. It will never work. Print more money. It's just paper, idiot. Come on. <laughs> I know how economy works, but I mean, honestly, you could just print more paper. Things might be a little bit higher in price, possibly. <sighs> but as long as everyone had money coming constantly, no matter what they do. I mean, some people are scared to death. People are starving, you know. We need to make sure everybody... That would release all the anxiety of the planet. Would it not? <laughs> Let's have uh, robots in all the factories doing you know, menial labor and then give all those workers $4,000 a month. I think it's what should be happening. And everyone has money for leisure pursuits and we could work if we want. We don't have to if we don't want to. I'll still do my podcast. I love it. This is my passion. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just, I, I love that idea. I mean, if, if the Bilderbergers all got a conscience, it would only cost, um, it's at $5 billion, I think, to take out of the ocean all the plastic. The plastic islands. It would take a billion, I think, a billion dollars. I mean, that's how much they're, they've donated to fix the cathedral you know there's enough money in the world to do that I'm sure there's a lot of people in the world who would love to have that job that would be creating jobs actually so I don't know if we all got basic income we release the plastic we you know, fix the plastic islands what was the other idea I had you know if we send them love and light what else would they be willing to do you know Global health care for free. <laughs> it would be incredible, right? Anyway, where are we at? Today we have the Ascension Symptoms Scale. Number today is 95. So that's cool. We've come down quite a bit. That's that's a good that's a good thing, you know, we've needed a break because we had many, many days. And that might be the other thing. People might just be tired from all of that, and especially people that aren't even aware of what the heck is going on as far as the Shimon Resonance and the Ascension and all this. There are a lot of people waking up going, um, how do you meditate? <laughs> I had someone write me the other day, how do you talk to God? How do you meditate? How do you know how to do this stuff? It's like, I don't know. I've just evolved in leaps and bounds over the past few years. Just 
Because when you focus on God, God, God all the time, all this stuff comes to you after a while. Believe you me, six years ago, I had no idea I'd be doing podcasts like this. Um, even though six years ago I'd started Metaphysical Soul Speak, the stuff I talk about now is completely trippy and wild compared to what I thought I would ever speak of six years ago. I had no idea I'd be going in this direction or that I would have been would, would have become a, a shaman. I had no idea. I had no idea I'd be working with energy and building grids. <laughs> I had no idea. All right. Schumann Resonance today. They did not write until 17 UT, 1700 UTC time, they say. Today we had four minor peaks. The first on the graph is shown at 21 UTC time at 20 hertz. The second just before 2 UTC at 14 hertz. The third at 21 hertz at 10.30 UTC time. And the last one always at 21 hertz at 13 UTC. And all of them had a short duration. So if you're interested um, on Disclosure.it, they do say the images archive has been updated with maze images. We will soon post the interactive PDF. Ooh, interactive PDF. What? That sounds interesting to me. All right, so 21 hertz. That's slightly above normal, but... It's pretty mellow. We, we've had kind of a break today. Thank God. Right? Thank God. Oh, it's not great. We have this alarm going off. I don't know if you guys can hear it. Anyway, when I come back, I'm going to talk to you guys, ah, finally, about the Mandela Effect. We are going to go over some old effects, and we're going to talk about a couple new ones. They just came up here in 2019 so far. So after this message, remember, just let it play out. Go grab something to drink or head off to the bathroom. I'll be back in a flash. The Mandela Effect first got, I guess, started or noticed when Nelson Mandela died in 2013. And if you're like me and you come from the universe where I'm from, the timeline where I'm from, your memory is, uh, no, he was the president and there was like a coup of some sort. He got thrown into prison <clears throat> and he died in the late eighties. You remember cause you cried your heart out for weeks over it because you loved him so much. That was me at least. But <clears throat> on this timeline, when you look it up, you'll find out that he was released from prison in August of 1962, after being there for 27 years, he was the president for only one term and then dedicated his whole life to uh, conquering AIDS in his country. 
and they died in 2013. He was president in 1994. See, I remember in the late 80s him dying, and I also remember in the 90s he died. And I remember when he died, Winnie Mandela, his wife, became the president, and she got caught for embezzlement and also went to prison. And I think I remember them both dying in prison. So that's not how it happened, though, apparently. How it happened is that he died just like six years ago. So that's another one. I told you guys about Doris Day the other day. that she just died. She just had, she had her 97th birthday in April. Well, this is the third time that she died. Like last month she died, but it's the third time I've mourned her loss. I remember, uh, over 20 years ago, they announced that Carly Simon had cancer of the breast and that she wasn't expected to live. And she said something about it's been a good run. It's been, I've had a good life. Don't worry about me. I love you all. I love all my fans. She like put out a message to the world because she wasn't expected to live. And I don't remember any miraculous cure. It was just one of those sad things. But then, I don't know, 10 years later, um, I had subscribed to a magazine and it said, here's a picture of Carly Simon and her wife in their antique shop on the East Coast. And I'm like, whoa. Well, thank God she didn't die because I really love Carly Simon. So for me, that was a Mandela effect. There's a lot of things that were a Mandela effect for me that aren't really out in the public quite yet. But there's one I put out on my YouTube channel, Metaphysical Soul Speak, (laughs) where I'm like really freaking out about the elevation of the city I live in. I was in uh, Arequipa, Peru, and we were there for oh, two or three weeks because it was so hard to breathe. The elevation was so freaking high that it was really hard to breathe. And so I was tired all the time and I slept a lot. And I, I told my kids, I go, you know, I'm getting kind of scared because the plan is after we start, our, after we stop traveling throughout Peru, was to take a bus to Ecuador and live here in Cuenca. I'm like, you guys, I'm getting a little scared because I really want to live in Cuenca. I feel like it's going to be like my home, but it's very high in elevation. So I found out that where I was was in Arequipa, it was at 70, I want to say 7,600, more or less, 7,600 feet above sea level. And I looked up Cuenca, and I said, oh, it's only 7,400 feet above sea level, so that's easy. I could do that. Well, good. All right. Well, I get used to it here, and then by the time I get there, I'll be able to breathe and everything be fine. Not worried. Not worried at all. So I get here, and still having a little bit of a hard time, but it was okay getting there, acclimating okay. And after we were acclimated, we were fine. We didn't even notice the elevation. And then one day, my oldest said, you know, I feel like we went up in elevation. I'm having elevation sickness again. I'm feeling light or altitude sickness. Not the, not the dangerous one, but just the, the effects of it. I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling really weird too. I've been feeling very tired all of a sudden, 
very sleepy, very whatever. My youngest, same thing. The three of us were suddenly had all the symptoms again, as if we just went up in elevation, like a lot. So I looked it up and we were at 8,800 feet above sea level. I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) We're supposed to be 7,400 feet above sea level. And it's been fluctuating. It's been another day it was 7,700. Then I looked it up another day. It was something else. I think today I looked it up, it was 8,400 feet above sea level. It keeps changing. Every time I look at the elevation of Cuenca, it keeps changing. So sometimes I'll feel like I'm everything's fine. I could breathe. Everything's great. And then other days I feel like I just went up in elevation. Usually those days I look it up and, oh yeah, sure enough, we're up in elevation. I hopped a timeline in which I'm now at a higher elevation. How the hell is this happening? I don't know. So anyway, that's a Mandela effect, but it's weird that we're having the physical symptoms of it. So I went too far. I'm looking at my notes like, no, that's a color therapy page. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to go over some of the old ones, I think, first. Okay. And then some of the weird uh, geography ones. Okay, so I was listening to a couple different uh, channels on YouTube tonight while I was doing my research. And I looked up a lot of these things that people said. One of them was wrong, so I scratched it out. One of them was a little inaccurate, so I, I changed it a little bit. But, um, okay, so according to Michael Julian Rios, he was really freaked out. And the ones that he recently mentioned are ones that I've known about for a while, for a couple years now. When you were a kid, did you ever read the books by Stan and Jan Berenstain or Berenstain? (laughs) Their last name, when I was a little girl, was Berenstain, S T E. I-N, but now it's stain like a stain on the carpet, S-T-A-I-N. That one is really freaky because everyone has a different memory of it. And it's not like, oh, I just have a bad memory. I'm, I'm remembering it the way that millions of people are remembering it. Now, did two of our timelines merge? Is that what the Mandela effect is? Is it that people are messing with the timeline? Time travelers are screwing up <laughs> and changing everything? I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I have, literally have no explanation for this. Now, something that Michael uh, Julian Rios mentioned was the Target logo. Now, there are three logos, and now what's weird is you could look online and find all these things. You, you could find each one of these, so it's freaky. It's almost like three timelines have merged now. In the Target logo, the one that I remember, there was always a spot, a red dot, like a circle that's filled in, and then a circle around it that was red. But if you look online, you're also going to find that there were three concentric circles, and the center one is white in the middle. (laughs) 
or you will find that there's two concentric circles around a red dot. Which one is correct? Which one did you always know is the Target logo? I worked at Target. I was there two or three days a week. I remember looking at the sign every single week. For like a year, I worked there. I was the sunglasses person. I worked for a a company outside of Target Corporation. And I had to, um, it was was actually kind of a fun job. I had to wear uh, white gloves (laughs) that were cotton. And I had to clean with the white gloves every pair of sunglasses in the store. And I had several locations. I worked in Redding and Chico, and that's what I did. That was my job. I had I had two or three jobs at the same time, and that was one of them. <laughs> it was fun. I loved it. I loved it. And then I would do inventory, and I would check, spot check different things that Target Corporation um, asked me to do secretly to make sure that the employees were working correctly or whatever. And I had to take a test, and then I got an award, and then they gave me that logo as a pin and it was literally called my target pin and it had a, a dot in the middle and a circle around it both red <laughs> and I had to wear that pin if I were if I was to be in the back office of target I was allowed in the warehouse because I had that pin it was like a, an award because I took a test and I passed so I know what it looks like. You know, it's like freaky. This stuff is freaky. Now, uh, did you ever uh, watch Looney Tunes? How is Tunes spelled? I remember it in two different ways. How do I remember two different timelines? This is weird. I remember it as Looney Tunes. Like, because they're cartoons, T-O-O-N-S. But now it's Looney Tunes, T-U-N-E-S. But I also kind of remember it being T-U-N-E-Z, Looney Tunes. So that's weird, right? Um, in Star Star Wars, Darth Vader never said, Luke, I am your father. He said, no, I am your father. Even in the director's cut, it says that now. (laughs) But everyone in the world remembers it as Luke, I am your father. When Darth Vader was speaking to Luke Skywalker. Do you remember the peanut butter, Jif? This is is one specific to the United States. Um, Jif. Mom, when's lunch going to be ready? It'll be ready in a Jif, son. That's what I remember on the commercials it's in a jiff oh we'll have it ready for you in a jiff that was an old detail it's an old saying from my country oh yeah in a jiff I'll have it to you in a jiff boss jiff J-I-F make lunch for your kids in a jiff J-I-F jiff peanut butter because it was easy to remember no it, it's uh, apparently it's always been jiffy J-I-F-F-Y? Jiffy. I don't remember that at all. 
But if you look it up, you'll probably find both of them. <laughs> was it Fruit Loops or Fruit Loops? <laughs> was it Fruit Loops like spelled normal F R U I T and then Loops L O O P S? Because guess how it's spelled now, guys? Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops. <laughs> F R O O T L O O P S. <laughs> and on the box, the two O's in fruit and the two O's in loops are fruit loops. <laughs> I don't remember that one. I just don't remember it. So, um, according to Michael Santoro, he's got a pretty good, um, YouTube channel. He said that, uh, <clears throat> curious George in his memory and in mine too, Curious George always had a tail. But since 1962, apparently, nope, never had a tail. Was never drawn with a tail. Curious George, I guess, is an ape? Because apes don't have tails. Humans are apes. We don't have tails. A couple people have had tails. But for the most of us, we don't have tails, and um, neither do apes. But Curious George is a monkey. Of course he had a tail. He's a monkey. He's Curious George the monkey, right? Well, apparently since 1962, he's been an ape without a tail. (laughs) Does the Mona Lisa smile? Yeah, there's been songs written about that. There's even a movie called Mona Lisa Smile. Because she doesn't smile. It's not really a smile. It's a little bit of a teeny tiny, almost imperceptible smirk, right? Well, when you look it up now, she's smiling and uh, it's a smirk, but it's a big one compared to what we all remember in our mind. (laughs) I remember her just barely smiling. And in fact, on Bewitched, they even had uh, Sammy, Samantha was painted as the Mona Lisa. It's hilarious. I always wanted to, uh, I know there are some people that actually make that. (laughs) They recreated it and they sell it online. I wanted to put that in my house because it's hilarious. (laughs) So before it was just a very small little, almost imperceptible I mean, there's, I remember when I was a kid, my stepmom used to sing (laughs) baritone in a uh, singing group and we would go around in nursing homes as my, my stepmom volunteered with this group and they went to nursing homes and my dad and my brother and I would go and we'd sit in the audience with the, with the people in the home and we would watch them perform and they were always singing that song, Mona Lisa. And it's always so like, what's behind that smile? It's just such a mysterious smile. Well, now it's not as mysterious when you look at it. <laughs> I mean, I've been thinking about the Mona Lisa since I was a little kid because of that song, because of that experience. Do you guys remember in 1996, there was a hit movie called Shazam, the movie? Starring Sinbad, 
and he was a genie that granted wishes. It was a kid's movie, pretty popular movie, Shazam. Never happened, never even existed. Sinbad never even played that part. In fact, there was a similar movie called Kazam, starring Shaquille O'Neal that was a box office flop. Same year, 1996. What the hell is going on? I mean, I remember Sinbad. I mean, he was so famous in the 90s. It makes sense that he made this movie, Shazam. (laughs) Never existed. It was Kazam. (laughs) How come millions of people remember it? I mean, it's so... This this stuff is weird. The Mandela effect is really, really, really weird. Okay. In the popular Disney movie, uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the evil stepmother, the evil queen, would look into the magic mirror and she would say, Mirror, mirror on the wall, right? No, apparently she did not say that. She said magic mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest of them all? How do you remember this? How do you remember any of these things? I remember it as mirror, mirror on the wall, just like the Grimm's fairy tale that says mirror, mirror on the wall. Chick-fil-A, I never ate there, and they're so against gay people, I never, ever will. Never ate any of their products, not the frozen ones, and not even in the restaurants. But this is a Mandela effect. Chick-fil-A, is it spelled C-H-I-C? Dash F I L dash A, or is it C H I C K dash Phil dash A? You can find them both right now on the internet. It's really weird. I think it's Chick fil A, maybe with the K. I was not familiar with the restaurant because I was in California most of the time, but. I did see one or two in Michigan. I I remember it being with a K. I mean, the owner is a horrible person. Should be with a KKK, just so everyone knows what he's all about. But maybe I'm on a different timeline there too. I don't know. I remember they literally had a strict policy that they won't serve their food to gay people. And they said, gays come in to our establishment, we're going to kick them out. Do you guys remember that? Did that happen on your timeline too? It was pretty horrible. It was a big controversy. All right, so Mr. Pennybags. <laughs> Mr. Pennybags, the little man on the Monopoly cards in the game Monopoly. His little uh, cartoon image was based on um, J.P. Morgan. Did he have a monocle or no? What do you guys remember? Do you remember that he had a monocle? Like, you know, like half of glasses, like one monocle over one eye? It's just a circle over one eye. And then like a chain hanging down. Or did he have nothing? His face was clear. 
except for his mustache. I remember him having a monocle, but guess what? He doesn't have a monocle. It's very weird. Uh, Staples, the popular store where you go to buy office supplies in the United States. Is the L in Staples shaped like a staple where the top is coming down and has like a little a little curve at the top? Or is it just a normal L? Which do you remember? I remember it having like a weird curve at the top because it was like a staple. <laughs> it was a clever logo. Logo embedded in the actual word, staples. I mean, this stuff is really, really strange. So, there was another guy on, um, on, uh, YouTube who said that recently someone said something to him about the old country of Tartary. Have you guys ever heard of a country named Tartary? It was enormous. It was where Russia is now. And and it's like um, just right north of um, India and all Asian countries all the way across. See, I remember something in that region being called the Mongolian Empire. You know, where Genghis Khan conquered, but apparently now... It was the Tartarian Empire, also known as the country of Tartary. It's in North Central Asia. Now, when I saw this guy's video, he looked at it and it said it was north of Russia. But when I looked it up, it was North Central Asia. So I don't know if that video I saw was from a different timeline. But it's weird. I don't remember this at all. Tartary? Now, when you look on a map, New Zealand is extremely close to Australia. I remember it being extremely far away, very south and very east of Australia. Now, other people remember it being uh, southwest of Australia. (laughs) People have a whole bunch of different memories of New Zealand being in a different place on the globe. I mean, is it just that... Map makers when I was a kid were stupid? I don't think so. I don't think so. Did maps change all that much? I don't know. I don't think so. On the map, um, when I was a kid growing up, Central America going down to Panama was long and skinny, and then South America was below it, and the outer edge of Ecuador, Colombian Ecuador, was almost below Los Angeles directly, if you're tracing it on a globe. Now, <laughs> Ecuador is below Detroit, East Coast. South America is directly below, on a globe, below the East Coast of the United States. And all those countries like Costa Rica and Panama and how long and skinny they used to be are all kind of squished up a little bit. 
<laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Now, this one I have two separate memories of. I remember there being 52 states in the United States where Hawaii and Alaska was 51 and 52. But then I also have a memory of the continental U.S. being called the lower 48, according to people in Alaska. And then Alaska and Hawaii are, 40, are 48 and 49. So there's only 50 states in the United States, and anything that's called a 51st state, according to my youngest son, and I remember studying this with him, a 51st state of the United States is called a protectorate, a military base, like in American Samoa. It's not really technically a state, but it's kind of considered a 51st state because it's a, protect, a protectorate. We protect American Samoa just like we are supposed to be protecting Puerto Rico, even though the current administration throws them paper towels. And does jack shit to help them. But is, do you remember it being 48 states or 50 states? In the continental U.S. Do you remember us having 50 states total? Or 52? <laughs> and where are the other two? What happened to them? And where, what are they called? Now I feel like I want to go look at a map and make sure. It's really weird. But I think it is only 50 states and people got confused because Alaska and Hawaii. I think, but there have been teachers that teach it like that. Maybe it's just the education in my country is horrible. But here's a fun one. Uh, Cuba is now 75% bigger and closer to the United States. Look on a map. It might freak you out. It looks like it's pretty damn close to Florida. I remember it being pretty far out there and pretty small. This is another weird one. Where is the Rock of Gibraltar located? Think about it for a minute. Um, I saw a comment on one of these that the Rock of Gibraltar is in Ireland. This woman who was a geography teacher for 27 years taught it that way because she's Irish and she's proud that the Rock of Gibraltar was in Ireland. She's known it since she was a little girl. But no, it's, uh, it's British, but somehow in the Iberian Peninsula, really close to Spain. I, I don't know. I don't remember that. Either way, I don't remember it. But I thought that was very strange. Um, I looked it up, and I saw that it, it's on the Iberian Peninsula. But her memory was that it was from Ireland. It was in Ireland. Also, uh, where is the Statue of Liberty located? I always knew it was on Ellis Island. Give us your poor, you're hungry, you're tired. We will feed, we will clothe them, we will shelter them. Ellis Island, where all of the immigrants have to go, in, or used to have to go, 
to get registered to be in the United States was Ellis Island, where the Statue of Liberty is, because our country supposedly stands for freedom and liberty for all the immigrants coming. (laughs) When I was a kid, anyway. We'll ignore the last two years and what's been happening with that right now. This is not a political episode. But, no. Statue of Liberty is not on Ellis Island. That's a separate island. Apparently, the Statue of Liberty has always been on Liberty Island. Have you ever heard of Liberty Island? Because I sure haven't. I mean, this Mandela effect stuff is completely freaky. (laughs) All right. I have another page left. All right. Here's some new effects for 2019 that have come out. According to the YouTube channel All Time, and I think he calls it All Time Scary, but you just look up All Time, you'll find it. His new effects. So... (laughs) According to him, he says, uh, the Mandela effect is when you have a clear memory of something that actually never happened in this reality. That our memories are the same as others. You know, there might be millions of us with the same exact memory, but all the history books have different information. Now, we don't know if we're sliding into realities, if we're hopping timelines, is there, you know, different dimensions emerging? <laughs> is our brain going haywire as the magnetosphere <laughs> continues to have a hole in it and we keep we're bombarded by cosmic radiation well if that's just you know why would all of our memory be the same why would half the people remember it one way and half the people remember it another way there's something else going on I don't know I think it's hopping timelines or merging realities merging timelines possibly So, but this one was weird. (laughs) How do you remember the dodo bird going extinct? Think back to your childhood. Think back to when you first heard about this. Whether it's grade school or high school or junior high. What did your teacher tell you about the dodo birds? How did they die? How did they go extinct? I'll tell you how I remember it. What I remember is that in the Victorian age, the women loved uh, dodo feathers in their hats. I think they dyed them in pretty colors. They took a dye well. And that they couldn't eat the birds. The birds weren't very um, good to eat. But the eggs were enormous and made an excellent breakfast, and they fed a couple people. So they would sneak to the dodo bird's nest, which were on the ground, and they took all the eggs, and the dodo birds went extinct because it took a year before they would have another egg because they're very slow um, procreating species. That's how I remember it. So, according to... (laughs) I mean, in the Victorian era, was in the 1800s. So, according to the man who does the All Time channel, he 
was told that people hunted dodo birds in 1681 because the dodo birds tasted delicious. They were big, fat, good-tasting birds, and they ate them all. That's what he was taught in school. But now when you look it up, the dodo birds went extinct because they were eaten by rats, pigs, and monkeys. Like, that isn't, that we're already on the island. <laughs> it just sounds insane to me. What is the highest mountain on the earth? This is a fun one. Well, everybody knows it's Mount Everest, right? Followed by K2 or Kilimanjaro, I think. I think it was always called Kilimanjaro when I was a kid, and now it's called K2. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But I remember it being Mount Everest. Everyone remembers it being Mount Everest. Well, apparently not. The highest point on the planet is Mount Chimborazo, Ecuador. The second highest in the world is Mount Huascaran, Peru. And the third is Mount Everest. But but there's a caveat with this one, which may or may not be the Mandela effect. I don't think it is. Mount Everest is only... Oh, let me see. I was looking this up earlier. From base to top of the mountain, it's only like 13,000 feet. But the mountain itself is high up off the elevation of the sea level. So I think that was where... Uh, the elevation came in. It's still, as far as elevation, it's still 29,000 feet above sea level. Oh, let's see here. I'm trying to find this. Uh... Okay, but oh, I, I had it queued up on my other phone and now I can't find it. But they used to measure it as far as above sea level. But the problem is if you measure it from any mountain from the base to the tip, the highest mountain in the whole wide world is Mount Achaia, which basically is the highest peak on the big island in Hawaii. But the base of that mountain is in the Pacific Ocean. So from sea level, that's not the highest mountain, but from base to tip it is. Now, if you were going to talk about Mount Chimborazo in Ecuador, it's only 20,000 feet above sea level. But the reason why it's the highest mountain in the world is because the earth is not round. It's a little squished. And because it's so squished, from the, if you measure from the very center point of the earth to the tallest peak that sticks out from the planet, the farthest from the center. Now we're talking Mount Chimborazo, Ecuador. And I read on a website that on a very, very clear day, you could see this mountain all the way from Guayaquil, which is 90 miles away from it. I can't wait. I want to go see this mountain. (laughs) I've got to go see it. I live here. This is so exciting. So... 
when you think about from the center of the earth, that's the tallest peak. But when you consider from sea level, it's still Mount Everest. But if you count from base to top, it's Mauna Kea in Hawaii. Crazy, right? But I think they changed how they measure things. Now, the sea level is so strange that this is weird because the earth is squished. It's not quite a round ball. It's squishy. It's squished down. Sea level in one part of the globe is 13 miles different than in another part of the globe. So that's freaky too, isn't it? I did not know that. I always thought sea level is sea level. It's just normal across the whole planet. We measure everything from sea level. You know, how many leagues from the top of the surface, you know, beneath the sea, how many feet above or meters. Weird, right? Like the the earth is so squished that one sea level is 13 miles taller than the other sea level. Is that what they mean by when they say, well, I've been working on the high seas. Dude, you're not working on high anything. You're at sea level. (laughs) I'm working in the high mountains. I'm at 80,000 or 8,000, 80,000. There's no such thing. I'm at 8,800 feet above sea level. Here in Ecuador. <laughs> but I think my sea level might be more. I don't know. Maybe mine's less. I don't know. I don't. It's so confusing. All right. Salem witch trials. What do you guys remember about that? How did people die? How did they kill the witches in the Salem witch trials? Very famous. Were they drowned? Were they burned at the stake? How do you remember it happening? So I remember the Spanish Inquisition in Spain and throughout or Europe, people were burned at the stake. I know I was there. I was a witch and I was burned at the stake. I remember. Unfortunately, I remember that one. But in the Salem witch trials, I remember when I was a kid that they told us that they were drowned. And if a witch was a witch... She would, um, like float, but if she wasn't a witch, she would sink and either way, the person's dead, whether they're a witch or not. So that's really creepy, right? That's why it was so inhumane. Well, apparently none of those things happened in this timeline. Everybody was hung except for one man who died because they put boards across him and put heavy stones on top of him. And because he couldn't move them, he was squished. Death by stone squishing. (laughs) I don't remember that at all. And they were all hung. No one was burned at the stake and nobody was drowned. Apparently. Now, my son remembers them being drowned and burned the stake and hung. And I think he said he remembered the stone pressing kind of, but he also remembered that people were put in stocks and starved to death. And he said there was one other way that he remembers that he read. 
So we're all having all these different memories. Like some of these might be true for you and some of them might not affect you either way. You're like, Oh yeah, I remember it that way. Or, um, maybe one or one or two, or maybe all of them. And it's like, what timelines are we all from? (laughs) What universe we come from? Do you guys remember the library of Alexandria? I sure do. I named my first kid Alexandria after the library in Egypt that held every manuscript and book from the entire ancient world because I wanted my kid to be knowledgeable. But unfortunately, during history, the library caught fire and it burned and all of the manuscripts were lost and it was a horrible, horrible tragedy. And a number of years ago, about 10 years ago, I remember Art Bell interviewing somebody who was very, very excited because they discovered underneath the library of Alexandria, there was an underground river and a secret basement and the river finally receded. And when it receded, they found shelves and shelves and shelves filled with ancient scrolls And they were so excited at this archaeological find because not all of the ancient knowledge of the world was lost. Well, if you go and check it out now, you will find websites that actually say the Library of Alexandria is still intact and never caught fire. What? What? I literally named my kid this based on this story because I said, I'm naming you after the library before it burned because I want you to always have all the knowledge that you could possibly have. And my kid is constantly researching. My kid is constantly looking at anything and everything, archaeology, history, forbidden archaeology, all this stuff. My kid is very, very smart. And that's why I named her that. After that, because that story was so, like, so intense. It's like, this, I'm naming you after the library before the fire. You know, basically. But apparently there's never a fire now. So what? Do you guys remember there being a fire? What about the JFK assassination? How many people were in the car? What kind of car was it? I remember it being a sedan with a seat that went all the way across in the front and one in the back, four doors. And I remember um, it being uh, enclosed, not with a drop top. And I remember the um, bullet coming, you know, through the window. And I remember the description of Jackie O talking about it. So I have looked on the internet and I have found two different versions of this. The other version is that it was a drop top and the top was down and there was three seats that went across and there were two people in front of Jackie O and President Kennedy in front of them facing backwards towards them. Four people in the back two people in the front 
And when you go to Dallas, there are two people that have the quote-unquote exact replica of the car, but one of them is a, his, will seat four people, and one of them will seat six people. What? What the heck? I mean, this is really weird. What's the truth? I mean, I was born four hours, four hours, four hours after it happened. I was born four years after this happened. So I wasn't alive when this happened, but I remember seeing the footage when I was a kid. It was a huge tragedy. My stepmom graduated from high school the year that happened. So she talked about it a lot. This was like a topic in our household. It was something that affected her greatly, and I remember her talking about it. So very, this stuff is very, very weird. What about the Olympic torch fire? Remember that? In ancient Greece, they always had a fire burning. It was to honor the great god Zeus and the great goddess Hera, his wife. It burned with, I think it was oxen oil, if I'm not mistaken. But every time they had the Olympics, the Olympics, this fire burned in ancient Greece as an offering to the great god and great goddess so that they could watch the Olympics from the great Mount Olympus as they watch us all. That's what I remember. And I remember that it's tradition in every Olympic ever since ancient Greece, every Olympics, no matter what country it was held in, that there was a torch. The fire was lit in Greece and the torch was lit from that fire. It was to the god and the goddess and it was passed and even people held the fire in planes to go to different countries with the fire and that that torch in 1984 it went all over the whole world I was in Los Angeles when they ran that torch I saw it being passed I was at a, a, a part where one person had it and they handed it to the other one the other one grabbed it and they ran it and they ran it all the way to Los Angeles and they lit the big fire there for the god and the goddess Zeus and Hera this is since ancient times we've been doing this, right? Well, apparently not. Apparently the first time they ever decided ever to light a torch ever for the Olympics only, not for the god and goddess, was in the 1936 Berlin Olympics in Germany. Which do you remember? What version do you guys remember? This is a weird one I saw <laughs> on um, the channel All Time. He's, he took a picture of this one. When you say the Smoky Mountains in the United States, is it spelled S-M-O-K-Y or S-M-O-K-E-Y? He took pictures where it was spelled both ways. How would somebody not know how to spell the mountain they live on? Which way is it? Why would they spell it wrong? It makes no sense. 
I remember it being with an E. S-M-O-K-E-Y. Smoky Mountains. But when you go to Smoky Mountains Park and you take a picture of the sign like he did from the National Forest Service, it's S-M-O-K-Y. This is another weird one that he discovered that he had never heard before, and he doesn't know if it's a Mandela effect or not, and I don't either. But I didn't know any of these things either. You all have seen and heard of a rainbow. We've all seen a rainbow that when it rains and then the rain goes away, the clouds move away, but it's still raining somewhere else. The sunlight comes and shines on the droplets of water and a rainbow appears. It's very magical, very beautiful. Did you guys know that there's also a moon bow that can happen not in a time of rain or sunshine, but at night there have been moon bows over water appearing. There have been fog bows as a result of fog. You could get a fog bow. I've seen rainbows in the fog, but I just called it a rainbow, but apparently it's called a fog bow. Did you guys know that? That's weird. Now this is another one, sun bow, when there's never been rain, but suddenly out of nowhere there's a, a rainbow, but it's a rainbow around the sun, like a big halo. I think that one might be due to pollution, but it's called a sun bow. Never heard of that before. Sun bow, apparently that's a thing. Snow bow, when it's snowing, it's called a snow bow. <laughs> a rainbow in the snow. It's called a snow bow. I mean, I don't think this is, it's really weird. And I don't think this is just the way that I call sandals for men mandals. <laughs> I don't think it's that. I, I Like, this is a, these are scientific terms. How come we've never, ever heard about them before? But apparently, when you go back and you read ancient Greece in Aristotle, he mentions a moon bow, I think. I think he mentioned a moon bow. So, what? I don't remember any of this, do you? How did we miss it? Been alive for 50 years, and I learned something new every day, literally. Not, and I don't have Alzheimer's, because you get to meet new people every day if you have Alzheimer's. <laughs> I, I mean, fire rainbow. Fire rainbow, yeah, I've heard of that, but only recently. Remember, I just talked about that a few days ago. Fire rainbow. It's a rainbow appears above the clouds for no reason, not even after rain or anything. It's just a and when a fire and it's a very short little tiny rainbow over like a specific cloud. And usually when it appears, it's in conjunction with an earthquake shortly following. One just appeared. A, a fire rainbow was just shot over, um, filmed over um, New Jersey. I don't know if there was an earthquake. It just happened yesterday. I didn't get to hear if there was an earthquake or not. What is up with New Jersey? There's so many weird things going on in New Jersey. I hope everyone there is okay. But these things are weird. These, these things are weird. Now, now, I've gone through my list. Now, do you guys remember? This is another bizarre one. Okay, well, okay, there's another thing. There's an extra bridge in New York that never... There's this guy lived there for 50-something years. Never, ever 
ever was there a bridge. And he always thought when he was a kid, well, God, if there was just a bridge here, this would be so convenient, so much more convenient. Well, one day he went to that neighborhood and there was a bridge there. And he was like, wait, what? And he started looking around and apparently there's always been a bridge there. But when he was a kid, there wasn't. But it was built from, from before when he was a kid, before he was a kid from the 60s. So he was like freaked out about that. That was another weird one. But do you guys remember the poster that came about, I think in the late 80s? And it was a picture of our galaxy. Maybe it was in the 90s, but I remember this very clearly. And there was a, you are here. And there's like a circle of a little tiny speck. And do you remember that? It's like a black, the blackness of space against all of the Milky Way galaxy. I want to say the Hubble telescope took it, but I think it was a different, like, I don't know what it was. Who took this picture? Or I mean, how obviously NASA took it, but I don't know how they took it. I I want to say it was with the Hubble, but that was in the 90s. So now that's another weird (laughs) glitch in my memory. But... It said you are here to the left of the picture, of the poster. I remember you could go to Spencer's and get this back in 1987. And it was a photograph. And it was incredible. It was one of those things where you're just like, oh, it just makes you feel so small and insignificant against the magnificence of our galaxy. And then the hilarious joke, you are here with a circle like you're in a mall and there's a star saying you are here for a map of the mall you know it's kind of hilarious right so it became a very popular poster especially among uh, science professors every university I went to I saw this and it was to the left well guess what apparently now we live somewhere else like kind of towards the middle and to the right of the middle what how the hell are we over there now Were we moved? Did we all die in 2012 in a big nuclear explosion? And were we, our collective consciousness during three days of darkness moved to another planet? That's almost the same exact planet, but a little different. I mean, that's something that's a weird conspiracy theory that's been proposed many times in conjunction with the Mandela effect. I don't know. But when you look it up, I looked it up. I looked this up on Google Images for the You Are Here poster. And I've seen both versions of it. Is someone just messing with us on every single one of these? Is this a mass hoax? Because people, I saw a video of a woman watched a logo in real time change from like red to blue. And she showed the purple in the middle. And it was just, she's like, oh my God, the logo is changing right before my eyes. What? the hell you could go down a rabbit hole with a Mandela effect and look all you want on YouTube about this and you will be stuck for days and you will be amazed at the images that you see in some cases you go oh it's definitely that one and that one's wrong in some cases you go that's weird how do I possibly have two memories of the same thing simultaneously existing in my brain (laughs) I want you guys to check it out and look it up this stuff is crazy crazy weird anyway for tonight that's all i gotta say about that (laughs) i love each and every one of you thank you 
Thank you. Thank you for being my listener. Tell your friends and anyone you think who will enjoy my show, anyone you know who is spiritual and interested in metaphysical stuff and weird, bizarre, paranormal things because every single day is a unique, fresh show that I'm bringing to you. But right now, I'm signing off (laughs) with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension. Until next time, guys. Peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.